0: Romans chapter 8, and verse 28 through 30. We'll read that together. Romans 8, verse 20 through 30. Hallelujah. Everybody have that? Yes, sir. Romans 8, verse 28 through 30. Okay, let's read that together. Ready? Read. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. These he also glorified. Glory to God. Father, thank you tonight for your word. As we're about to receive your word, we pray, Lord, that as our hearts are open, our our ears open, our eyes open, Father, that you will pour into us what we need. You say you pour water on ground that's thirsty. So, Lord, tonight we're thirsty for your word. We're thirsty to receive. So, Lord, fill us up tonight. It's overflowing. I pray that, Lord, revelation will flow freely in this place and that God, every one of us, Lord, would receive that that we need to have tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen Amen and amen. All right, take your seats tonight. Glory to God. We're continuing last what we began on last uh, Wednesday. We talked about heavenly estate on last Wednesday, right? Yes, and so we're going to continue to talk about that and hopefully get a little more into that tonight, heavenly estate. Now, we've been looking at this exaltation, right? Yes, and uh, Matthew 23 and verse 12, uh, there's, a, there's a spiritual law that the Lord gives us. In Matthew 23, verse 12, where it says, And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted, all right? Whoever exalts himself or lifts or raises himself up, you do it on your own, the Bible says, will be, exu- will be humbled and or but he who humbles himself does the opposite, will be exalted. So this is spiritual law, right? And this is spiritual law that cannot be circumnavigated or circumvented. You understand that? Spiritual laws cannot be circumnavigated. You know what that means. You, you, can't, you can't navigate around spiritual laws. Just like you can't uh, circumnavigate uh, physical laws. If you jump off a building, you're going to go down. You're not going to go up or sideways. You're going to go down. Spiritual laws work the same way. When it, <laughs> I, I'll hit this with a very broad stroke. But anything that happens that goes wrong, in our lives there's a violation somewhere of spiritual law how many of you understand that anything that goes wrong there's a violation somewhere of spiritual law okay there are laws to the kingdom there's a way the kingdom operates Jesus would teach over and over again the kingdom of God is as if All right. so there are spiritual laws that you have to learn how to operate as it pertains to your, your spiritual life, as it pertains to your physical life, as it pertains to your financial life, as it pertains to your family life. Right. There's spiritual laws, okay? And so you can't get around those. So uh, when it comes to this spiritual law about exaltation, he said whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Right. Okay? Why? Because First Peter 5, verse 5 says, God resists the proud. God resists the proud. Yeah. God's, and God's up. So he's gonna, he's gonna push you back down. Okay? He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Amen? All right, now let's look at 1 Peter 5 and verse 6. That's the very next verse from where I just quoted here. 1 Peter 5 and verse 6, where Peter makes this powerful statement that we've been hanging on here. 1 Peter 5, verse 6, Peter says, Therefore. Humble yourself, since he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may do what? Exalt, exalt you in due time because spiritual law is, is, is in place when you humble yourself, okay? So when you humble yourself under God's hand, he will exalt you at due time or in the proper time, at the right time in your lives, all right? Now, I don't have time to go through everything we've taught. Hopefully, y'all go over the messages, you watch the videos and all that kind of stuff. But I just want to repeat this word exalt in the Greek this word exalt in the Greek, Strong's number uh, G5312, uh, which, which is the Greek word hypsao, which means to lift up on high, to exalt. Metaphorically, means to raise to the very summit of opulence and prosperity. You know, we got hung up there for a minute. Y'all had a hard time swallowing that. To raise to the very summit of opulence and prosperity. It also means, and we haven't dealt with this much, but we're going to get into it tonight a little bit, to exalt to raise to dignity, honor and happiness. All right? So, how many y'all of y'all, you don't uh, we already dealt with this. You don't mind opulence and prosperity? All right. Okay. Now, the issue is that we what, what I found in just talking to you back and forth is that you have a hard time accepting opulence and prosperity on the outside if you don't get dignity, honor on the inside. So there's a double work has to go on in your life, that God has to work in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. God has to help uh, with, by revelation to transform us on the inside. God helps with that, right? Now, you know, we're being transformed by the renewing of our minds, by the renewing of our minds, but God works in us both to will and do of his good pleasure. So God's helping us out, right? So again, to raise to the very summit of opulence and prosperity, but also to exalt or to raise to dignity, honor, and happiness. So we hit this patch here where we said, if you don't know who you are, and if you don't know whose you are, and if you don't know who's inside you or in you, then you won't expect to live like much. Right. How many of y'all understand that? Yes, Glory to God. So we have a problem out here. You know, the Bible says in John ten ten that the thief comes, only to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. One of the very first things the devil steals is your identity. He comes to, to, to steal your identity, to see if you know who you are. Glory to God. He did it with Adam and Eve. He did it with Jesus. He'll do it with you. Remember with Adam and Eve, when he came to Adam and Eve, he, he 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 dealt with him. He talked about you know. He said he said he talked to them about, about you know what, what you're doing. And they said uh, Eve told him you know if we he, God said if we touch this fruit this tree we shall surely die, and he said well no the problem is God knows that the moment you eat of it you'll be like him. What is he doing? He's attacking her identity. She didn't realize that he was so cunning. She didn't realize that he was he was attacking her identity. Because she was already like God. She was made in God's image and God's likeness. She's already like God. So for for him to say God knows that if you eat of it, you'll be like God, he's just snatched her identity from her. That's why she fell for the okie-doke. Because she didn't know who she was. She didn't didn't know she was already uh, like God, God on this planet. Remember, he went to Jesus Christ. Jesus was being tempted, and he said, if you be the son of God, command these stones be made bread. If you be the son of God, do so and so forth. He's going after his identity, and that's what he always does within him in and everybody, to see if you know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, he steals your identity, and if you don't have your identity intact, then that, that, that identity thief has won the game. Everybody's worried about you know their credit card and their social security number and all that kind of stuff, cybersecurity, all that stuff being stolen. The, the identity thief is stealing your identity from the inside. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's what he's going after. All right, so the devil wants to keep you from knowing who you really are, okay? So as we said last week and we kind of got caught up in this so that you get lowballed your whole life. okay? He wants you, To think low, aim low, and live low. You understand it? He wants you to think low, aim low, and live low. The reason people live low is because they aim low. And the reason people aim low is because they think low. So if you want to change how you live, you got to change how you aim. If you want to change how you aim, you got to change how you think. I wish the rest of y'all would just grab that. If you want to change how you live, you got to change what how you aim. <laughs> you you have a low a low projection point. You have a you're not projecting far enough. You don't see yourself going anywhere. You don't see yourself doing anything. Why? Because you don't know who you are. You're not thinking right. You're thinking from a stolen identity standpoint. Man, I'm messing with two or three of y'all. <laughs> you're thinking based on your color. You're thinking based on your gender. You're thinking based on your level of education. You're thinking based on your family name or what your neighborhood you grew up in. But you you can't think like that. You got to think from an in Christ image as to who you really are now. Glory to God. Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he grew up in Nazareth. Right, but he. And that, that, that's, that's what they all said. Can any, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was the projects. Nazareth, Nazareth was the hood. Nazareth was the Bangums. Right. Y'all understand that? That's what Nazareth was. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he goes through and he found himself in the scripture. On, come on. Come on, he knew oh, who he was. Yeah. And so when, when, when time came, And he could go out on his own. He aimed higher. He moved to Capernaum. Y'all know what Capernaum is, right? Capernaum was was a seaside village of comfort. He He moved over there on the water. He grew up in the hood, but because he had a higher projection, he knew who he was, he moved up to the water. He knew who he was, ladies and gentlemen. That's why when it came time for him him to ride into town, he didn't say, go find me some old broke down mare. He said, go find me a donkey that no man has ever sat on. He he thought higher, so he aimed higher and he lived higher. It's the same thing for you. Glory to God. All right, so you and I, we're not cut off for low-level living. I told you that last week, right? Get this scripture on the screen, Isaiah 58, verse 14, in the King James. Isaiah 58, verse 14. I just want to refresh you on that. Isaiah 58, verse 14. This is so critical. This is so critical. You got to change how you think so you can change how you aim. And if you change how you aim, you'll change how you live. Most of us are shooting bad because we're shooting low. Yeah, ever about it, how you doing, man? I'm shooting bad. You know why you're shooting bad, cuz? Cuz you're shooting low. You know why you're shooting low, cuz? Cuz you're thinking low. And so you live low. Glory to God. You know, you know, in, in the world, they they try to take these kind of concepts in their humanism, in their... Think and grow rich in their positive thinking. They try to take these, y'all know it, they take these same concepts, you know, and, and they they they're gonna twist it, they're gonna pervert it. Because they're gonna say, well, if you think differently, you can live differently. You can command, you can, you can call things to come to into your life. You know, the whole secret and all that kind of stuff, all that foolish division board and all that kind of stuff. They they get people into that, but what what, what they're doing is they're trying to exalt themselves. Right. And if you exalt yourself, you will be humbled. It's a spiritual law. Oh, but I know people, they're doing very well for now. Spiritual law dictates that they're going to come down. I don't care how they're doing. I don't care how long they've been doing all right. Spiritual law, you can't circumnavigate spiritual law. You see, so we're not getting into that humanistic, you know, Secret, vision boarding kind of stupid stuff that we're trying to do it on our own. No, no, we're getting in, into as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And I think about myself based on the word of God. And I begin to ask God, oh God, what would you have me to do? Then you begin to say, Lord, take my life and do something extraordinary with my life. Y'all got it? So I begin, I begin now, once I get in the word, I begin to think on a different level. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2, y'all remember that? All right. Now, Isaiah 58, verse 14, King James says, Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee. Y'all remember this? To ride upon what? Low places. places. The slums. The high places of the earth. God says, I will cause you. Cause you. I will cause you. I'm going to make you ride upon the high places of the earth, and then feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, the inheritance. You're going to get that, her- that, that inheritance. Really, really, we, we can take it all the way back to the blessing of Abraham. Yeah. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Okay? So, to go to a higher level, you must think on a higher level. You understand that? To go to a higher level, you must think on a higher level. Glory to God. This is not positive thinking here. I'm not talking about positive thinking. I'm talking about word thinking. Positive thinking, man, that stuff is it's, it's, it's temporary. But the word is eternal. I'm talking about word thinking. Positive thinking, you, you develop your thinking with, uh, based on uh, yourself or circumstances. Word thinking is based on the word of God and his kingdom, which has no end, which does not change, which is eternal which is ever-increasing. Y'all got it? All right, now, so I got to change my thinking. Let's get Isaiah 55 and verse um, 8 and 9 on the screen, please. Isaiah 55 and verse 8 and 9. Let's go back to the New King James Version here. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. Or let's start at 7, verse 7. Notice what it says here. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, his thoughts, his ways and his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord... And he, the Lord, will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Now, abundantly pardon, well, how much pardon do you need? Did y'all let that slip right past you? I will, he will abundantly pardon. I mean, to just pardon me is fine. But to abundantly pardon means that not only do you, do you pardon, but you now, now you, things swing completely in the opposite direction. Whereas I was deep in the hole, yeah, now I'm that, that high on top. That's abundantly pardoned, right? Verse 8, for my thoughts, watch this, are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, said the Lord. Now, religious church will stop right there at verse 8. Get verse 8 on the screen now. The religious church will stop right there and say, see, God's ways are higher than your ways. And God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and so we're way down here, and God's way up there. We think on this level, and God thinks on that level. And you just gotta just just whatever God does, you just gotta go along with it. No, remember He said in verse eight, forsake your ways, forsake your thoughts, for my thoughts. See, it's, it's, that's, that word "for" is a connection word. For. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. So, in other words, forsake all that because I'm, I'm inviting you, I'm inviting you to come up to a higher level of thinking, to a higher way, oh my God, of operating. Glory to God. You know, I just want to I just want to put a put a, a pin in this right here. This this is what this is what I need everybody in this church to understand. Y'all listen to me. This is what I need everybody to understand. God is inviting us to a higher way of thinking and a higher way of operating. He says your ways are not my ways. Ways is a way of operating. So a higher way of operating. And I want to make sure the air is really clear here. Because so many people get offended or get jostled or they get upset because we keep preaching about that debt-free or keep preaching about that you know, God, God will heal you and you don't have to, you know, depend on medical science and all that kind of stuff. We're not telling you what to do. All we're doing is giving an invitation to a higher way. <laughs> That's all we're doing. We're not gonna condemn anybody if you go to the doctor. We're not gonna condemn anybody if you go out and borrow a million dollars. That's what I don't I ain't gonna make your payment. That don't, that don't bother me whatsoever. <laughs> and you're not gonna go to hell if you do either one of those. God's not not gonna, oh my God, you're so stupid. He's not gonna do that to you. All he's saying is, come up to a higher way. There's a higher way. Tell your neighbor there's a higher way. A higher way. Tell them again there's a, way. there's a higher way. Glory to God. Glory to God. Can I prove it to you? Yes, you are you still in Isaiah 55? Yes, go, go back to verse one. I'm gonna just I'm just stick, stick this right here. Verse one. Ho! Check this out. You know how you just say to ice cream man, Ho! Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come by me. This already don't make no sense. This already does not make any sense come, you have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without with money, without price. That all, we, already, we already operate on a different level right here. And why do you spend money for what is not bread and your ways for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Oh incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you the sure mercies are the goodnesses sure. Sure. that's what mercies are mercies is not just oh the Lord he, he ain't let me die that's not what these mercies are this is, this is the, the Hebrew word, word uh, uh, or chesed chesed which is goodnesses <laughs> sure goodnesses just as good as I was a David, I'm going to be good to you. Indeed, I've given him as a witness to the people. A leader and a commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation that you do not know. Nations who do not know you shall run to you. This don't make any sense. Because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified, he has glorified. Don't forget, he has glorified you. We're going to get to that here in a minute. So see the Lord while he may be found, verse 6. Call upon him while he is near. So let the wicked, the, the twisted thinker, Forsake his way, and the un- unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will abundantly He will have mercy. Y'all got it. We we caught up now. Yes. So, so that I just want to make sure everybody's clear on that. You don't have to feel no. You don't have to, have to feel no kind of way. Kind of <laughs> I'm scared to tell Pastor I borrowed money. No, you gotta, that ain't none of my business. It ain't none of my business. I'm going to treat you the same. I'm going to love you the same. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bless you the same. I'm going to congratulate you the same. It don't, don't bother me whatsoever. All we're doing is we're teaching the higher way. Now, so for us to teach the higher way, we have to demonstrate the higher way. See, I can't teach what we don't demonstrate. You got it? All right. So I'm just showing you where God wants you to go. Amen. So maybe you you did it this way this time, but the next time, there's a higher way. Glory to God. Is that all right? Okay, now, let let me me move on, move on. Okay, so, now, the key in this whole thing about uh, going to high places of the earth and living on a higher level is we must remain clothed with humility. Okay? Remember now, the, the spiritual law is God... Uh, he resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. If you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. You exalt yourself, you'll be humble. So we must be clothed with the Bible says humility, which means we got to be free from pride and arrogance. Okay? Now this humility comes from a total reliance upon God. Now from that, from that we got to make a proper assessment of ourselves. Now let's let's dig in here a little bit. We got to make a proper. everybody say a proper. Assessment, assessment, a proper, a proper evaluation, evaluation of, myself. of myself. All right, now let's look at Galatians chapter 6, please. Galatians chapter 6. That's New Testament. We're going to get there. We're going to get there, Doc. Galatians chapter 6. Is this helping anybody so far? Okay, Galatians chapter 6. Well, Pastor, are you all of a sudden letting everybody off the hook to go borrow the money they can? No, stop not what I'm saying. I ain't telling you to go borrow money. I ain't telling you to go get flu shots. I ain't telling you what to do about anything. All I'm doing is teaching you the higher way. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. It's just, just like if I say, you know, parents, you ought to beat your kids. All I'm doing is giving you the higher way. You may be a time-out parent. We put them in time-out. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying there ain't no time-out in the Bible. There's a higher way. There's a higher way of handling that, praise the Lord. Higher way, praise God. Spare the rod, you spoil a child. That's, that's what we say. Thank you, Lord. Yep. Spirit of rod, you hate your son, the Bible says. Okay, all right, now, so what did I tell you, Galatians 6? Yes, okay, uh, let's look at the scripture here, Galatians 6 and verse 3. Okay, well, I better start at verse 1 for context sake. Verse 1 says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual... Restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear, verse 2, one another's burdens, and so fulfill what? The law, the law of Christ. For, verse 3, if anyone thinks himself to be something, if you got a pen, you, uh, if you write in your Bible, you ought to underline something. When he is nothing, you ought to underline nothing. He deceives himself, you ought to underline deceives himself. You got it? You understand this this principle here? If if anyone thinks himself to be something, that's pride, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So let's ask this quick question for all you smarty pants. Is it possible to deceive yourself? Yes. Yes, Because the Bible says he deceives himself. Right? Thank you, Lord. So would you guess a lot of people probably are deceiving themselves? Yeah. Because they're thinking themselves to be something when they're nothing. Now, you probably think about somebody in your mind. I don't want you to think about that right now. i are not picking on people. Okay? So, for if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Now, here's the thing. With the church, we'll harp on that. We'll harp on, John, don't try to make yourself out to be something when you nothing. Okay, but let's take the same principle. And we're going to flip it. For if anyone thinks himself to be nothing, when he is something, the devil deceives him. All right, I'll come on this side. For if anyone thinks himself to be nothing, Remember, I'm dealing with stolen identity right here. Many of us, you know, if you if you saved, saved, if I hold a ghost feel, fire baptize, you love the Lord, you don't have a problem thinking yourself nothing. You don't, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't really start, you know, I'm all that. I, I've never walked, seen any one of y'all walk around saying I'm all that. I'm something. Most of us find it easy to say, I'm nothing. But if anyone thinks himself to be nothing, when he is something, the devil deceives him. You see? Are you following yet? So, so the problem with most Christians is, is we think ourselves to be nothing. When we're actually something. See, we, we've got good gospel music that teaches us we're nothing. We've got good preaching that teaches us that we're nothing when we are actually something. My God, are y'all getting this here? <laughs> you see? Tell your neighbor, you are, you are something. Matter of fact, tell them, tell them, you're, you're something, special. You are something special. And if you don't know that, you've been deceived. Are y'all following this preacher? If you think you're something when you're nothing, you've deceived yourself. But when you think you're nothing when you're actually something, the devil's deceived you. And there's not one Christian who is nothing. See, see what what it is. What what we've done in our our theological uh, minds is we've made nothing the target. So I don't want to be thinking I'm something, so I got to be nothing. He didn't say you're supposed to be nothing. He just said if you, anyone thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. But you're not supposed to be nothing. So what if you think you're something when you are something? What happens? You've just, you've just raised yourself up a level. When, when you start thinking you are the something that you are. Do y'all, are y'all following this preacher here? You are something. I'm looking at a bunch of somethings in this place. I'm not looking at any I'm looking at a bunch of somethings and a bunch of somebodies. Glory to God. So we don't want to be deceived anymore. All right, now, let's let's, let's add to this here. Uh, Romans 12 and verse 3. Woo-wee. All right. Romans 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given to me, To everyone who is among you, what? Not to think of himself, come on, more highly than he ought to think, but to think how? Soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. How many of y'all ever heard that? Okay, so the same rule applies here. That in preaching and songs and all that kind of stuff, we've been taught to not think of yourself more highly than we ought to think. So we've been taught to think lowly. But he didn't say that. He said (laughs) not to think of himself more highly. He didn't say don't think highly of yourself. Did y'all catch that? See what we do is we read it and we 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 put these capstones on there that don't allow us to be what God called us to be because we well we, we you know we don't want to Lord I don't want to I don't want to be out of your will I don't want to I don't wanna be out of line so I don't want to think of myself highly no he didn't say don't think highly he said don't think more highly than he ought to what? oh y'all miss it Then he ought to so you ought to think highly. <laughs> are, you, are y'all getting this here you ought to think highly but don't think more highly than you ought to we've been trained in error notice what it said oh my god he says for uh, verse, verse again verse 3 for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is, get, who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think what so we see the word soberly, and we think soberly means lowly. Low, soberly means clearly. Y'all know what sober is. Help me out now. Y'all know what sober is. Everybody's had a drunk uncle in the family. And when that drunk uncle come around, he talking all kind of stuff, he saying all kind of things. He's telling, he telling all the family secrets. Yeah. He looking at you, saying, You sure is ugly. <laughs> he, said, he was ugly, something. He was, right? He's saying all kind of stuff he shouldn't say. Why? He's not thinking soberly. That's why they say don't, you can't shouldn't drive drunk. Because you're not thinking soberly. So sober has, has nothing to do with high or low. It's clear. So what we need to do is to think clearly. Oh, God. He says, so let's, let's, put, it, let's put it together now. So I say, I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think clearly. As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. God has given you a measure of faith. You can't be some low person. Not with the same faith that God used to create the universe. That's, you have that measure. You have that on the inside. The same faith God used to put the seas and the stars and the sun and the moon. The same faith God used to do everything is on the inside of you. You can't be nothing. You can't be lowly. Your only issue is is to not think more highly. That's pride. That's arrogance. And you'll know you're thinking more highly when you start making decisions on your own and you don't consult God anymore. Uh-oh. Yeah, too, big, too big for your britches now. That's what, what's happened. hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's not happening to you, right? No, you depend on God, right? Oh, you totally rely on God, right? If it had not been for the Lord on my side, right? Okay? Praise God. So we've, we've got to get this uh, lowly thinking out of, our, out of our mindset. Okay? Because what, what we've been trying to do is think more lowly than we ought to think. For example, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That's lowly thinking. A sinner saved by grace. I am a sinner. No, I was a sinner. Saved by grace. I'm not a sinner. To be a sinner saved, that's an oxymoron. We sing, I mean, when I, not we, when I say we, I mean the body of Christ still singing these songs about being, you know, how God can save such a worm as I. I'm a worm. A worm. This, this is what's in our gospel music, Devin. This is what's in our preaching. In, you know, traditional churches, you know. God could look on such a worm as I. A worm. The masterpiece of God's creation. And you're putting yourself down with a worm. That is thinking more lowly than you ought to think. Oh, y'all remember this one? I'm just a nobody. <laughs> Trying to tell Everybody about somebody who can save anybody. That's good gospel music, ain't it? But it's stupid. It is a disgrace, it is a disrespect, it is a dishonor of the blood of Jesus Christ. Your Bible says you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You can't be a nobody. Not with how much he spent on you. You are not a nobody. Do you know how much you cost? A nobody? The moment you got saved, you became it. (laughs) The moment you got born again, you became it. You became the stuff. Oh, my God. Here's another one, an old wretch. You ever heard of that? I'm old, old wretched. I love the word wretch because I didn't know what a wretch was. <laughs> you want to hear what wretch means? And this is what people going around writing this Sunday. They're going to be singing about in this Sunday. I'm an old wretch. It means an unfortunate or unhappy person, a despicable or contemptible person, this is what people are preaching. I'm an old wretch. Scoundrel. Villain. Rascal. Criminal. Good for nothing. No, no. Now we in the body of Christ walk around talking about we're wretched. I'm an old wretch. Old oh, wretch? You are a blood-bought, blood-washed child of God. You ain't no wretch. See but what's happened? We've been taught to think more lowly of ourselves than we all think. We've been taught, oh, don't think highly, think soberly, think lowly. No, soberly doesn't mean lowly. I'll tell you never You show sure is something special. Something. Now I know that's not good English. That's not that that's that's color purple English. I understand that. You can say it right. You sure are something special. That makes you more comfortable. Just using color purple English tonight. All right, so let, let, let's get into this here real quick. Let's, I, I can finish up here. All right, I got just a few minutes left here. So what do you think about yourself? What do you think of yourself? What do you think about yourself? Now, remember what I said. That's got to be based on the word of God. Okay? Now, let's go back to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, glory to God. Verse 28. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. So, first of all, if you're born again, you're already called according to his purpose. Yeah. That means you, you are an important piece of the puzzle. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not some, you know, uh, what do they call people in, in the movie, the uh, extra. You're not some extra in God's movie. You're one of the leading, leading, uh, leading men. You're one of the leading women. Huh? Am I, are you all hearing what I'm saying to you? Glory to God. Glory to God. You got your own trailer with a star on the door. Come on now. You're not some nobody here. When they run the credits in heaven, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name is right there. Okay. All right, Romans uh, 8, verse 29. All right, let's, let's look at this. Let's look at what happened to you, okay? I want you to see your story, okay? For whom he foreknew. What does foreknew mean? Knew before. Oh, that ought to bless somebody right there. For whom he foreknew. He knew you before. He didn't just meet you when you got saved. He knew you when, when you were a scoundrel, when you were a villain. When you were a rascal, when you were despicable, when you were contemptible, when you were good for nothing. He already knew you. He knew you before your mama and your daddy knew you. He knew you before your mama knew your daddy. He knew you, tell your neighbor, he knew you. All right, so we, we got that settled, right? So God didn't just decide to bless you. God didn't just decide once you got born again to say, oh, let me see if I can figure out something for them to do. No, he already knew you. He, matter of fact, the only reason why you're here now or in the body of Christ is because he, well, we'll see it. Okay. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined. So he set your destination when he knew you, before, before you knew yourself. Now, listen, so far you're not saved. I'm talking about if you look at look yourself in this verse. You're not saved yet. You ain't come down to the altar. You ain't give your, your, your hands to the man or anything yet. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined or, or preset your destination to be conformed to the image of his son. That he, the son, might be the firstborn among many brethren. In other words, he predestined you to be a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Now, you, you ready? You ready? Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Oh, here you go. See, you just now getting saved now. See, we <laughs> we we, are, we already going through a whole verse, and so you ain't you you're not even saved yet. You 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 you've just got born before you know. After he foreknew you, you remember? Remember, God told Jeremiah that in Jeremiah chapter one, He said said before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I called you as a prophet to the nations. I chose you. I ordained you. Jeremiah wasn't even born yet. So you you come into the world and you being a fool. Had nothing to do with God's plan. That didn't change the plan. You didn't, you didn't surprise. You didn't shock God. You didn't, he didn't go, oh, man, I can't use them. He already knew about you. So, after he foreknew, then he predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son. Then it says, then after those who he predestined, these he also called. He called you. Come to me. Why would you get saved? Because he called you. You didn't come. You think you came on your own? All you did was answer the call. Hello? (laughs) Yes, God, I hear you calling my name, right? Okay? So, he called... Whom he called, now we, here it is, here it is. Whom he called, he, here you are getting saved. These he also did what? Justified. justified. Everybody, everybody shout justified. justified. Now what does justified means? It means you've been made right. Justified. You've been made righteous. Everybody say, I've been made right. I've been made say, right. I've been made righteous. Been made right. Okay, so now watch. Notice again, he called and he justified. You didn't justify yourself by your works, by your actions, by all this stuff. No, he did all the work. Yes. Only thing you did was answer the call. Yes, sir, yes, sir I, I hear you. I'm coming. He justified you, which means he made you right. You know the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, which says that God made him who knew no sin, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us, that we might be made what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we are made righteous. We are made upright. Okay? Are y'all seeing this right here? Okay, so he justified us. Everybody say, I'm justified. justified. Now, this means you're righteous here. This is good. This is good. Because this, so far, righteousness, you're already on your way to exaltation. Righteousness brings exaltation. Okay? For example, give me Proverbs 14, verse 34. Proverbs 14, verse 34. Watch this. Can you read it with me? All right, ready? Read. Righteousness exalts. But sin, okay, now we're, we're not getting over to the sin part, right? So let's just focus on this first part here. Righteousness exalts a nation. So nation is a, is a group of people here. So righteousness will exalt or promote, raise up a group. So there's a corporate exaltation. Glory to God. So if righteousness will exalt a nation, it'll exalt a family. It'll exalt a church or a ministry. It'll exalt, it'll exalt a flight team. <laughs> righteousness, it'll exalt a city. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Matter of fact, give me that same verse in the New Living Translation. You're going to like this here. New Living Translation. Hallelujah. This is for Mr. President. Godliness, righteousness, makes a nation great. Make America great. Make America great again. How's America get great again? Not by the the economy. Not by legislation. It is by righteousness. It's by godliness. When people in a nation turn their hearts back to God, a nation will be great before you can even. You got it? All right, now, let's look at one more scripture here. Job 36. Job 36. Man, my time is up. Job 36. Give me me five more minutes. Job 36, verse 5. Glory to God. God. Behold, God is mighty, but despises no no one. He is mighty in strength of understanding. Verse 6, he does not preserve the life of the wicked, but gives justice to the oppressed. Watch verse 7. He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous, but they, the righteous, Are on the throne with kings, for he has seated them forever, and they are exalted. Oh, do you see that? So God does something with the righteous. He seats you on the throne with kings. Forever. And we are exalted. So not only is there corporate exaltation, there's a personal exaltation. So you walk with God, and you you just walk upright with God, he'll exalt you, you'll be seated with kings. On the throne with kings, with kings. You're not supposed to live like kings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me me verse 7, please. Verse 7 in the uh, CEV, Contemporary English Version. Let me give you a couple more here. Oh, God. God watches over good people. And places, this is the righteous. And places them in positions of power and honor forever. That's what God's doing with you. I said, that's what God is doing with you. If you allow him, if you allow him, he's putting you in positions of power and honor. He's giving you influence and affluence. Glory to God. You you can't walk with God and stay down on the bottom. All right, give me the same verse uh, in the message translation, please. Message. Message translation. He never takes his eyes off the righteous. He honors them lavishly, promotes them endlessly. He honors them lavishly. Y'all like lavishly, don't you? That's like that opulence now. Don't don't be scared. Don't be nervous now. That's that opulence there, okay? He honors them lavishly and promotes them endlessly. So you're going to be just going up, 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 and away until, until Jesus comes if we stay upright. All right, let me let me finish here. Let me give you. Let's go back to uh, Romans (coughs) eight. Glory to God. Are you seeing where you're headed? Are you seeing how you got to change your thinking so you can go higher? And 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 the beautiful thing about this, my dear brothers and sisters, is God's not asking you to do this yourself. All He's asking you to do is just go along with Him. I just came to mind, I think about back in the day when I used to watch Chicago Bulls, just back in Michael Jordan's days. And, uh, you know, I was was a fan, I was a fanatic actually. And uh, I remember, boy, the Bulls would be losing a game. And you look over and it's like, Michael Jordan would just say this, guys just get on them, I got it. LeBron James does the same thing today. I'm not a fan of LeBron James, but I just, the guy is just good. <laughs> and he just say, hey, guys, ride on. I got it. I'm going to take us, we're we going to get this thing here. That's what Jesus Christ is saying to us. That's what God is saying. Just get on. Just ride this thing. I got it. I'm, I'm going to take y'all into the top. <laughs> I'm going to get us there to the promised land. He's already got it. You got it? Okay. Now, Romans 8, verse uh 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, those those, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified. So we've been made right. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Everybody say glorified. glorified. Here is the gravy right here. He also glorified. That word glorified is the Greek word doxazo. Doxazo. Let's look at what it means here. It means to honor. This is what God is doing to you. No, no, wait, 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 Okay. Let's just backtrack for a second, D. Y'all help me. When we read verse 29, for whom he foreknew, is that past, present, or future tense? Past, okay. He also predestined, past, present, or future. Conformed. Okay, that he might be the first one among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, passed. These he also called, this passed. Okay, whom he called, these he also, is that what? Passed. So we all accept all that, don't we? You don't have have a Christian who says, oh, I'm not justified. Every Christian will always say, oh, yeah, I've been justified. God called me, saved me, I've been justified. Let's keep going. Whom he justified, these he also glorified. It's still past tense. He didn't say these he justified, he will glorify. He says he also glorified, which means it's already done. He's not, he's not gonna make it happen, he already made it happen, it's already done. Which, oh my God. See, this, this is what I'm trying to tell you. If you don't know your true identity, you, you think low, aim low, and live low when there's greatness already on the inside of you. You have already, according to this word, been glorified. Okay, get the word glorified back up there in, in, the, in the Greek here. Oh my God. It means to Honor. This is what he's already done. To hold in honor. To make glorious. Adorn with luster. Can y'all handle this here? Clothe with splendor. This is what he has done for you. You know what adorn means in the clothes. Luster and splendor. Back in the day, we used to, we used to wear uh, S-curls. We used to put on some luster silk when you had your afro, big old afro back in the 70s. Y'all, some of y'all remember that? You didn't want an afro to just be no dull and dry looking afro. You had to spray some afro sheen, some, some Bonner Brothers, some TCB, something. You spray something on there because you needed some luster on it to shine. God wants to make you shine for the whole world to see Glory to God. To adorn with luster. Some royal crown on there. That's right. Some Queen Helene used to throw on that joker, boy. Dorn with luster, clothed with splendor. Watch this. Can y'all, can y'all let, let's finish this up now. To impart glory to something. So something has been imparted to you, impart, impartation goes on the inside of you. See, you got to know it's on the inside. That way it'll begin to manifest on the outside. It means to render it excellent, to make renowned. Come on. Glory to God. To render illustrious. <laughs> Our illustrious bishop, we used to say stuff like that. All right. yeah. To cause, to cause, oh, oh, oh. oh Jesus. To cause the dignity and worth of some person or things, to become manifest and acknowledged. Whoa, now we're on a whole different level here. This isn't just something that God's put on the inside of you. He says that he's going to cause the dignity and worth of some person. I don't know which one of y'all it is, but some person to become manifest. And acknowledge, that means the whole world is going to be able to say, the Lord has done great things for them. And you're going to say, the Lord has done great things for me, and I am glad. What it means is, what's on the inside is going to show up on the outside. That's why so many people struggle with opulence and prosperity on the outside because they have not tapped into the opulence or the honor and the dignity and the worth that God has already put on the inside. They keep listening to stupid gospel songs and listening to to silly preachers who keep putting them down and making them think I'm just a worm, I'm just a nobody. No, you're not just a worm and nobody. You are a peculiar person, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation that you should show forth. The praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Don't you dare dishonor the blood of Jesus Christ ever again and make yourself nobody. He is going to cause your dignity and your worth to become manifest and acknowledged. This is, as Apostle Durbin has declared, the revealing year you are about to be revealed. See, if you remember, if you, if those of you who heard that message, he talked about things that God is revealing out there. Right. Yeah. Things are being turned over. Everything being revealed. What's going on in Hollywood and sports and everywhere is always being revealed. But that's just one side of it. The other side is, what's in you is going is being revealed this year as well. So there's honor and there's glory. There's dignity and worth on the inside of you that's going to be exposed to the whole world this year. It's time for the sons of God to be manifest. I said it's time for the sons of God to be made manifest. Go back to Romans 8, verse 30. Romans 8, verse 30. And this time, let's read it in the, in the uh, Amplified. I got to hurry up. And those whom he thus foreordained, he also what? And those whom he called, he also what? Which means acquitted, made. Y'all like acquitted, don't you? Acquitted means I was guilty. I actually did it, but I got off. Acqu- I love it. Acquitted, made righteous, putting them into right standing with himself. And watch this last line. And those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity and condition or state of being. So, you have been dignified to heaven's level. You've been dignified to heaven's level. Did y'all hear that? You have been dignified on the inside now to heaven's level. You You are perfect. Your spirit perfect before God. Do you understand that? You're justified. You have every right, every right to stand before God, before God's throne, as much as Jesus Christ. Every right. You've been given free access to stand before God at any time. You've been seated with him in heavenly places. Well, you also have now been raised to a heavenly dignity and condition or state of being. So that's what's on the inside of you. Can I read something? Yes. The word dignified, I like dignified. Y'all ever heard the word dignified? Yes. She acts so dignified. And then we like, oh no, I ain't dig- I'm undignified. Well, look at you and your proud self. Dignified, I like dignified. I understand your praise being undignified. But I'm talking about (laughs) your character, your state of being supposed to be dignified. Look at this word dignified. Here's some synonyms for the word dignified. Stately. Stately. Noble. Majestic. Distinguished. Are you distinguished? I'm a distinguished gentleman. Exalted. Regal. Regal is like royal, right? Lordly. Lordly. You know, Jesus Christ, is a, he's the a king of kings, the lord of lords. We're the lords, he's lord of. You understand that, right? Imposing. You ever see the person there? Man, they're a very imposing figure. They walk in, you're like, oh, yeah. They. In other words, people ought to know when you walk in the room. You understand? Did y'all hear that? People ought to recognize and pay attention when you walk into the room. You ought to change the whole atmosphere when you walk into a room. In other words, you don't walk into no room all cowardly and micey and mousy. No, no, no. You walk into a room like you own it. That's what what your Bible says. When Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob talk about how they sojourn, that word sojourn means to walk around like you own it. Everywhere you go, you ought to walk in like you own it. Hallelujah. Boy, this is gonna help somebody at your job. You walk around like you the CEO. Walk around like you the principal. Walk around like, like you the school superintendent. I'm here. I'm what what? Imposing, impressive. Grand. Look at you don't got all grand. That's right. The Lord made me grand. The Lord made me grand. In other words, you carry weight in two dimensions. You carry weight. That's good right there. You carry weight in two dimensions. In heaven and on earth, you carry weight. I don't carry no weight in heaven. Yes, you do. Whatsoever you bound on earth, you'll be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose, on earth, you'll be loose in heaven. You carry weight in two dimensions. Why? Because God has raised you up. See, in the, I'm telling you, some of y'all still struggling. I'm looking at you like this. I don't really understand. Okay. By faith, we understand. Yes. Right. Don't go by your head knowledge. Don't go by your bank account. Your bank account, don't, don't, it won't agree with you yet. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you the truth? What happens is, it, don't get offended and don't vote me out of the church. You need to grow up. I'm grown. No, not spiritually. I've been, in t- I've been saved 40 years. That don't mean you're grown. I can prove it. Galatians 4, get Galatians 4, verse 1. Get, give me Galatians 4, verse 1. I'm going to have to make y'all stand up so I can finish. Galatians 4, verse 1. G-L-A-T-I-N-S. All right. Okay, Galatians 4, verse Now I say that the heir, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave Though he is master of all. You have, a, anybody have amplified on that? Give me amplified on that. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's, there it is. Now, what I mean is that, the, that as long as the inheritor, that's what you are, the heir is a child underage, immature, he does not differ from a slave, although he's the master of all the estate. God has given you a heavenly estate. And you keep talking about well, my bank account and well, my job and da, 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 that's not, you don't live by that. You're supposed to live with the heritage of Jacob, the blessing of Abraham. All right, let's, let's close out here. Let's close out here. You want to know how, how good you, you have it? Remember now, you have a heavenly estate. You've been raised to a heavenly dignity. Okay, so let me show you what's supposed to be in you and how, how you and I are supposed to live and most of us aren't there yet, but we're going to get there. Give me John 14, verse 1. John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart, y'all over here, this is at a funeral. They made this a funeral verse. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, I believe also in me. Keep going, verse 2. In my Father's house are many mansions. What? Wait, did you, you, just, you just go right past that? Wait a minute. In my, this is Jesus talking about. In my Father's house are many mansions. In the house. Come on, man. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, don't nobody need all that. Don't nobody need I don't need all that. I don't need all that. You ain't got to have a In my Father's house are many mansions. So, okay, oh, man, watch this. So my father tells him in the mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. So he would have told you if that weren't true. So there's mansions, all right? Now give me verse 23. Verse 23. Now that word mansions, we're going to see the same word in verse 23. Verse 23, Jesus answered and said to, to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our mansion with him. That word home and the word mansion are the same Greek word, money. Like money. It's a, you look it up in the Greek. It's money. I'm not joking. You can look it up for yourself. It's the same, it's the same Greek word. So what, what he's saying here is, so if you love me, keep my word. My father and I will love you and we will come and make a mansion inside you. Come on, do you love him? Are you keeping his word? Then there's a mansion on the inside of you. So if there's a mansion on the inside of you, out of the buttons of your heart, your mouth ought to speak. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So the mansion you want to live in is already on the inside you. The way you want to live is already on the inside of you. Look at, oh my God. Know who you are. Know whose you are. Know who's inside you. There's a mansion inside of you. God is not a small He's not a tiny home God. He's not a low level God. Get on your feet. God's got super abundance regal, royal nature. Your Bible says you've been made partakers of his divine nature. You're not a nobody. You're not a worm. You're not a scoundrel. You're not a villain. You're not a criminal. You're not a good for nothing. You are a blood bought, blood washed child of the living God. Justified, called, glorified. Glory to God. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think and don't think more lowly of yourself than you ought to think. Think soberly. In other words, think clearly. Find out who you really are. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So do you know who you are? You know who you are. You think different. Now you aim different. Now you live different. You got it? Now, God wants you to live like this and manifest. That's what we read earlier. He's going to cause this to be manifested, revealed and acknowledged so that people out there will see you, see God's hand upon your life, and be drawn, attracted to you. That, remember we read about that opulence? Yeah. Opulence is meant to be attractive. Oh that, No, the word ostentatious, that's what we looked up. It's meant, it's meant to show off to attract people to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what God's putting on you, yeah. to attract people to you so you can point them to him. Yeah. You got it? Did y'all receive that? Give God a praise and raise your hands and you ready to close out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know who I am. I know who I am. I know who I am. I know whose I am and I know who's in me. Father, thank you tonight for your word that we have received. Thank you, Lord, for each person who's gathered in this place. Thank you, Lord, that as they have heard the word of God, that, God, they have been pricked in their hearts, Oh God, to hear and to realize who they are. I pray, Father, that, Lord, we will will cast down all that religious junk that we've been fed for years. All that religious mess that we've allowed to cloud our minds so that we could not think soberly. No, Lord, we look in your word so now we can think soberly. And, God, we won't think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. God, we know everything about our lives depends on you and your goodness. We trust you. We rely on you. We can't do anything without you. Good thing is we don't have to do anything without you, God, because you're always with us. You say you never leave us nor forsake us. So God, thinking that with you all things are possible and that we can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, his anointing, which gives us strength. So now I pray, Father, that for each one of these, my brothers and sisters, all my dear children, God, that, Lord, this information they've received Will become revelation in their hearts. Let them spend time with the word on their own. So it's not just head knowledge, but it seeps down into the soul of their hearts to produce this life that you've called us to live. Lord, and we don't, we're not gonna be arrogant. You didn't call us to be conceited and braggadocious. But God, we were we're not gonna be putting ourselves down anymore. We're not going to let the devil lowball us. We're not going to let the devil or any other person walk all over us. Doesn't matter about the color of our skin. Doesn't matter about our education. Doesn't matter about where we come from. We know who we are in Christ. So thank you, Lord. Thank Thank you, Lord. We love you tonight. Father, I pray that as we get ready to leave from this place, that, Father, your hand of blessing will just continue to be upon us, continue to keep us in all of our ways. Continue to to guard us, Lord, as your word promised. Thank you for angels that are set around us to keep us. Thank you that when when we return home, we find our homes in order, nothing amiss. Thank you that, Lord, there's no breaking out, no breaking in. Thank you, Father, that, Lord, nothing is out of order. I speak blessing upon every family tonight. I speak blessing upon every marriage. I speak blessing upon every business owner and every business. I speak blessing upon every 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 student. I speak blessing upon every employee, upon everyone in this room, God. Let us walk in the fullness of the blessing each and every day of our lives. And, Father, I pray that through this weekend, you continue to keep us. I pray for open doors to minister to this people, to win more people to Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, this, this Sunday, this place, we feel jam-packed with new believers, people who are coming in excited to learn more and more about Jesus Christ. And I pray, Father, that as we continue to grow in you, you'll continue to manifest your goodness and your love in our lives. We give you praise, we give you all the glory, and we give you all the honor tonight. We pray in Jesus' name, so be it. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming out tonight. Y'all have a great night. We'll see you on this Sunday. Go to-